Welcome to Dorks on Sports podcast about four dorks talking about sports. My name is Daniel. Joining me as always is Curtis Eastwood. Curtis, this is a great day <laughs> in modern Seahawks history. And clearly, by the way, uh, somebody in that Seahawks organization is listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. The, the one thing we've been waiting for since probably like week three. Ken Norton Jr. I've been waiting for it for two years. <laughs> He's out. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. I hate, I hate, I hate rooting for somebody to get fired. It's it, it feels dirty and nasty and gross, but like I cannot stand watching bad defense on my football team. And yeah, I don't Especially know. a team that created their identity on defense. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this, this last year was the worst for me. Uh, why uh, they would have nose tackles dropping off into coverage and the best pass rushers playing outside linebacker. I have no idea. It was, it was just, I, I felt like it was just, they were just throwing, they were, he, he was just, he was just a blind man throwing darts he had at the, the, the that I yeah I just I'm there so was happy. no identity he, no, he, he wasn't, was wasn't. He, he was coaching that defense like I play Madden yeah and mm-hmm. I love the fact Whatever that they're they're looking for they're looking they're looking outside they're looking at they're looking at uh, uh, you know Vic Fangio disciples and uh, people with you know maybe like a fresh perspective that you know a seventy year old head coach probably. Wouldn't be terrible for him to have at this. I point. agree. Uh, inject some youth in there. I'm I'm very excited about um, what's been coming out about who they're interviewing. Um, I, in fact, every candidate that has uh, been that's come out, um, I would not be mad. Like any of those candidates, if they were hired, yeah, uh, I think it would be awesome. The Sean um, Desai guy from uh, he's Chicago, maybe my I'm favorite. The more I read about him. Uh, especially the stuff he did with the D line, the kinds of like disguises um, and double teams and things like that, that he was doing with the defensive line to get after the quarterback was very cool. Fucking stuff. Yeah. Bring it here. (laughs) (laughs) We got Alana over here. Hello. I'm doing okay. It's been a tough week. Um, they, uh, uh, my school, my kid's school closed for two weeks. Um, so she's doing remote learning. And, uh, for those who haven't met my kid, she is, um, one of the most, uh, extroverted people I have ever met in my, my entire life. Uh, and so when we were telling her that we were going to be staying home, it was a lot of tears. Uh, because she's like, I have so many plans tomorrow. I was going to sit next to Kaylee at lunch, and I was going to sit next to Leah on the bus, and I was going sit to ne- sit next to Isla on the other bus. And I was, it was just like this whole series of things. But it, it did, uh, there was a little bit of perspective that uh, came out that was really interesting to see, which was that um, we got a message from her principal that was like, make sure to share with your kids that because of vaccines and because of the way the spread is happening and because of all this and that and the other thing, this isn't going to be like March, 2020, when Mm -hmm. we said we were gonna close for two weeks, but then we closed for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And make sure to tell your kids that. And so we were like, okay, we'll tell her that. And then we did. And she said, how does she know that? Why do you (laughs) think that that's gonna happen? What does anything mean anymore? And it was just like, Oh, yeah. Now we have a whole generation of kids who are like, oh, yeah, no one is in charge. Right. It's, just, yeah, right. it's just chaos <laughs> all the way down. She <laughs> learned a lesson. How old is she now? Eight. Yeah. OK, so she learned a lesson at eight that I learned when I was like 22. Right. Which right. is which is uh, I thought all the adults in charge knew what they were doing. And uh, that was a huge <laughs> lesson when I realized that we were all just making it up. That shattered my worldview. I, I don't think I've recovered from that trauma. I had yes. Ronald Reagan as my president when I was a teenager. <laughs> so, like, I learned right then and there. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, I watched well, Nixon's resignation up. speech. My mom had me come in the living room as a child and watch. And that's the first president I remember because I was little. And so, yeah, it was 
uh, how are we on swearing on this? Do we start? Oh, go oh, look God. at my picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck, man. fuck the people, man. You know, I'm <laughs> off at protest marches with my parents. They're anti-Vietnam. I'm at Black Panther rallies as a child. I grew up in Oakland, California. So just so we're clear. But um, yeah, I, I, it's a lesson. I learned it is a young. lesson. Yeah. And uh, uh, for our podcast listeners, we have a very special guest today, Marcy. Uh, before we get to Marcy, I'm just going to introduce Millie over there. Millie, how's it going? You got a Bengals background for those who listen to the podcast. Hit our YouTube channel and you can you can see the, the video stream. I do. I am. I'm fully on the Bengals bandwagon. The Bengals bandwagon. Uh, Joe Burrow's been playing uh, at a historic quarterback rate over the past like five games or something like that. His stats are incredible. Well, as, as, as we all know, my fantasy quarterbacks this season were, in fact, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. So I feel, oh. like, I, feel like I manifest these things. Uh, so <laughs> I had to, had to pick between the two and not to give too much away about our, our childless home, which for a long time couldn't even have pets because of my allergies, but our, our very first, um, you know, stuffed dog together, we decided was a Bengals fan um eight years ago <laughs> it's been a, a sad year for checkers the stuffed dog um for a long time so i am very happy to uh celebrate on his behalf and become a Bengals fan for the rest we of need the to we need to bring checkers the stuffed dog onto this podcast oh my god if oh the Bengals move on to uh uh to the championship round yeah. I almost bought him like a little doggy jersey for, for Christmas, but I, I, I held back. <laughs> <laughs> if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, you have to do that. I know, right? And we all have to do the Yankee Shuffle. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, like, how cute was that? Everybody do, you know, they're just, they're so fun to watch. We'll talk about it when we talk about predictions. But we yeah, will. fully on the Bengals bandwagon. And I do want to say that this podcast, if there has been one mantra for the entire season of this pod, it has been fire Ken Norton Jr. Yes. And it has been. So yeah. <laughs> Manifest. We manifest a lot here. That's right. <laughs> and then Marcy, welcome to Dorks on Sports. A very special guest here with the with the 49ers uh going into the round. Here's my uh, we, we thought we would have uh we we would have somebody representing the 49ers. We had Patrick on, who was a former divisional rival, the the Raiders of the Seahawks. Now we got uh, a current divisional rival yeah. of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so tell me a little bit uh, what the what do the 49ers mean to you? Okay, it's a it's a shameful story I have to tell you, but I it's very painful. So I grew up in Oakland, and we were Oakland Raiders fans for uh, as well. But uh, my mom always loved the 49ers because her dad, who wasn't around a lot, would listen to games with her and like that he'd get a beer and she'd get a Coke. And that was their thing, the 49ers. But we lived in Oakland and then the Raiders betrayed us and moved to L.A. I don't know if you guys remember ancient history. It was like 81 or something. Yeah. And um, so everyone had L.A. or, you know, traders. Everyone was wearing Traders shirts in Oakland. And then the, the Raiders were dead to us. Honestly, ever since then, dead to us. And um, and I was not, I was very much, a, so emphasis on the dorks on sports, I was very much a dork. And my mom is one of those people who like, she drinks beer, throws the beer cans at the TV, like, motherfucker, you know, just, just watches games and engages with them. And my dad was like, cooking and listening to Gilbert and Sullivan in the kitchen. And it was this very, you know, and I much more identified with my dad. And um, when I was growing up on the block I lived on, it was all 49ers, everyone 49ers, Niners, Niners, Niners. And when I was a teenager, a family moved on, I babysat for, and the dad was from LA and he was a LA Rams fan. Mm -hmm. And um one day I needed five bucks for some reason. And I went to him and I said, Ken, can you just give me five bucks? Like I babysit for just give me $5. And I was like, I don't know you how know how old I was. And he said, I will give you this $5 if you become a Rams fan. I'm like done. And uh, for about, I don't know, years, I was a Rams fan. And it was, I mean, my mother would have preferred it if I was a drug mule for a biker gang. She was like, what the fuck? And I, he got me Rams shirts and had a Rams cup. And so whenever there was a big, they were our grudge team, right? And, um, but then this is, the, 
that really I'm exposing myself as a horrible person. When I bought my first house, my aunt and uncle gave me the down payment and my uncle, who was an avid 49ers fan, I said, he said, I will just give you this down payment, but you are now a 49ers fan. And I'm like, sold bitches. You know? <laughs> <laughs> However, let me temper that with it. Then as I've gotten older and people have been lost and because it was so my mom's my culture on the block I grew up on we were really tight and we would have these really like fun Sundays with everyone would come over to watch football and my mom was super they were everyone was super superstitious so one time like my uncle was on the exercise cycle and the 49ers started winning so if you, my uncle's on the exercise cycle every Sunday if the 49ers are playing one day another neighbor came in they started losing so then mom would make Roy leave so all these just crazy shenanigans are happening and it became like so now you know that people are gone I'm like no that was really part of my heart and my culture and my life and so um they've now baked into my soul in a real way so i was very you know cavalier about it but now it's like really baked into me and now my daughter who's 17 has been raised as a 49ers fan um even though she grew up here you know in the hood in tacoma she's going to school here wearing her 49ers shirts <laughs> You that's know? brave <laughs> no she's like yeah 49ers and one of her teachers said okay i'm gonna give you an assignment this is when she's like 11 like you have to write an essay that includes the phrase seahawks <laughs> and she goes okay great you know she goes what a great game that was watching the 49ers totally destroy the seahawks <laughs> that was so it was it started out you know in a in a funny way but now it's really become part of my soul and then i'm saint joe montana that whole team that dream team you know of that era um meant so much we have an ornament you know i always post about it my my daughter putting the ornament on the tree and it's become like i got my mom a cameo from joe montana for her 85th birthday and she just about died of happiness because he's just the the greatest person that ever lived so it's become really like part of like who i am you know even mm -hmm. though i've been up here for many years and and um it's just like uh it, it's a reminder of my culture and my people and my tribe you know from from home and um so yeah that's that's my my story and and um i'm very much looking forward to and, and fuck the packers totally agree with you Alana. <laughs> God, i hate that team oh, yeah, Roger. oh aaron Rodgers is the worst yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I one thing i've said a couple of times on this podcast is that if aaron Rodgers would were black he would not be in the nfl anymore he would have gotten kicked out because of how racist the these owners are we saw the exact same behavior from cam newton and where is he right now we saw the same mm -hmm. behavior we saw like uh, it's happened a bunch and yet we get aaron Rodgers and fucking ben roethlisberger <laughs> as a long-term athletes yeah. it's really frustrating <laughs> yeah yeah i would say our our second motto on dorks on sports this season has been fuck aaron Rodgers. so oh, sweet fire yeah. ken norton jr and fuck aaron Rodgers. yeah yeah so what will it take how much will it take to turn you into a seahawks fan oh that can't happen now not unless my mother dies and uh <laughs> and we don't want that to happen. it's not expected no and it's i don't want that yet. it's become now like part of like uh you know a crystal part of my identity and i and i love and i love fandom and like i said i always i bought a seahawks shirt once you know to to wear in a thing because i'm like well i do live here so they're my second favorite and marcy, and, um, marcy if, if i gave yeah. you twenty dollars you know, <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a really big down payment <laughs> Also, Other like, you know, people like I have said, bought your loyalty. Over yeah, I know in, in the past, in the past. But again, you know, you kind of hit middle age and you're like, oh, and now these people are gone. And that was a special time. And, you know, yeah. you know, it kind of yeah. like things that meant different things mean different things as you get older. And it's um, now talk to me if the 49ers ever move. Because I was thinking about that when I was, you know, listening and getting ready. I'm like, the Raiders have moved like, what, 18 times? Where are they yeah. now? Right. And I mean, the 49, 49ers did move to Santa Clara. Oh, yeah, those bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but Santa they're Clara still the San Francisco 49ers. And, um, well, yeah, I know. And I was really into the Warriors, too, speaking of basketball. And I got to go to a Warriors game in Oakland. Then those they moved to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. 
And now it's a it's a shame they did, but yeah. Now the A's are moving. And I don't know what's going to happen down that whole area in Oakland. I hate that the A's are moving. That is such a storied franchise. Yeah. They're moving to like. I didn't even hear this. They're moving to like. Okay. Now I'm going to show. They're moving to like Fremont, I thought. Or so. They're moving somewhere. Oh, maybe. Are they moving to Jack London Square? Are they building them a new stadium down there? They're like staying in Oakland, but they're going to be not at the Oakland Coliseum area. And that area. Yeah, that's like that a, stadium's a dump. Is the problem? Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, they got like serious sewage problems. It's gross. I think my yeah. snot is still there in the bleachers from when I was a child. <laughs> I would go see Reggie Jackson play. I think there's still pieces of me in there. It's it's filthy. I agree. <laughs> they still might move to Vegas, but it looks like they've got um, uh, Howard Terminal is where they're trying to uh, build. Um, a new state. They have to stay in Oakland. The, uh, the A's aren't anything if they're not in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Marcy, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, if Joe Montana <gasps> was a Beatle, which Beatle would he be? <laughs> oh, he'd be Paul. Woo! Yeah. Not John? Not, not I, John. I say this after watching that documentary. John is cool as a cucumber, though. Like, he was cool yeah. throughout that whole He was too wishy-washy. Like, huh? Yeah. He was too he wishy-washy. Was, I, was, I was like, I felt so bad for Paul watching that documentary. Yeah, I did like, Because he's like. Yeah, and George. I was empathetic with George. And like, whatever. <laughs> and, and Paul's like, I don't want to be the boss, my friends. I don't want to be the boss. You're making me be the boss. <laughs> I honestly thought you were talking about Beetle the Bug. Not I had I, <laughs> I genuinely Lana hates the Beatles. I don't hate the Beatles. I just think like if Beatles... Joe Montana was a Beatle, he would be a scarab. Right. That's what I was. <laughs> I was like, why is this question? No, I don't hate the Beatles. I just think that the Beatles don't need defending. Yeah. And, you know, like they're they are recognizably the most impactful band of the 20th century. They have done things like stolen a lot of their music from black culture we should recognize that people don't need to say, well, but, but they really did a lot. And it's like, we know that we also need to reckon with this other side of the coin. That's my point about the Beatles. But did Paul McCartney ever win four Super Bowls? Did Joe Montana win five? Joe Montana only won two. He won. Uh, No, no, he won three. He won three. He won won four. Didn't he beat the Bengals no, twice? Come on. He beat the Dolphins and he beat the Broncos. And I can't tell yeah. you how sweet it was, though, to watch Wait them beat the Cowboys. Because I don't know if you guys, I may be a little older, remember what a big deal the Cowboys was in the 80s? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a whole movie called, the, remember the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders? They made a like a made-for-TV movie with Jane Seymour about them. It was like this big deal, right? The Dallas Cowboys. So it's sweet to watch them go down to the 49ers. But... Uh. I feel like the 49ers always choke. That's the thing. I get all excited and For then Super Bowl, choke. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Montana, so Joe Montana was my favorite player growing up. Ah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Millie. I, I am not a, uh, as, as you might have guessed, I'm not a 49ers fan, but I will say, yeah. I will say that the greatest quarterback I've ever watched play the game is Joe Montana. And it's, <sighs> it's, 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 it's without question. That guy, that, that, that Super Bowl, uh in 88 against uh cincinnati down in miami um that drive at the end was just spectacular mm-hmm. and how cool and collected he was uh in those final moments and it was just so surgical and i don't know i always just really loved him as a player i thought he was great and i've known a few people that have done a little business with them down there in the bay and uh they've told me that he is like the classiest, classiest, nicest yeah. guy that yeah. you've ever come across. So I've got nothing but uh, respect and praise. for Montana. What's what's the word, Millie? Uh, Joe Montana was perfect and won four of four Super Bowls. Four of four. Yeah. yeah. And he was the MVP in three of those. It's incredible. Was incredible Jerry Rice career. the other MVP? Oh, it doesn't say. If Probably. Joe Montana Probably. had the benefit of uh, today's modern rules, do you think he he would just be like destroying the stat sheet? 
You're not I mean, asking he, me that because I don't know. You're going to have to. Yeah, I would. I would think so. I mean, those the, the the quarterbacks back then weren't protected by anything. I mean, they were getting slaughtered. They were, and neither were the receivers. I mean, yeah. you could do anything yeah. you wanted to the receivers. I mean, it wasn't uncommon for you know a quarterback to throw like you know 15, 20 interceptions and still you know I mean end up. You know, yeah, well, a great season for having like a great season because right. it was just, yeah, I mean, he, he, with the rules of the game today, you know, and with you know, today's modern sports science and stuff like that, he probably would have a little bit more of a strong alarm and be a little bit more athletic. He wasn't considered a strong arm passer back then, but yeah, yeah I think all the stuff that Brady's been doing, Montana could totally do today, yeah. I think so too. It was Jerry Rice the one one time yeah. that uh, yeah, Joe didn't win. So. He was amazing. And I'm I'm just I I love you all, but I I it hurts to say this, but I think Tom Brady is superior. Oh yeah. really? wow. God. Wow. Is it because Sorry. of the titles you say that, or is it because of the way he plays? Um, because of the way he plays, his longevity, his focus, consistency. I, I mean, I really hated Tom Brady for so, so long. And there is just a point last year where I turned the corner. I mean, it helped that he wasn't with Belichick anymore, but I finally believed that he really loved this game and wasn't a robot and hadn't necessarily made a deal with Satan. Um, he did and- though. He's a Trump supporter. Like, <laughs> But even he, you know what? I, we we don't have again. Even he, he came out with criticisms in the last year. His family all got yeah. COVID, and he has been a very, very vocal supporter of um, of COVID protocols and the vaccine and a lot of other things. I think, um, and it, I'm just also talking like- about who he is as a football player, and I think that he has earned his place as the goat. Yeah. And I've noticed that he's gotten more athletic as he's gotten older too, which is kind of like, I mean, he's almost got like a Benjamin Button type of. Yeah, totally. I know. I keep thinking, is he still playing? I'm like, is he still playing? Oh, he's still playing. He's he's playing on uh, Saturday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady's so old. He's playing with like the children of people he's played with before. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so Wild Card Weekend, I thought was one of the most entertaining Wild Card Weekends uh, I can think of uh, in a while. Uh, I, I thought they were all uh, super fun games. Um, I mean, a lot of them were blowouts, but I thought they were all really fun. Um, uh, I, I think my favorite game, just because of how crazy it was, this is the, the game that exemplifies Wild Card Weekend to me was 49ers versus Cowboys. Yeah. With the Nickelodeon broadcast? Because <laughs> that's how I watched it. <laughs> if you're not watching the Nickelodeon broadcast, you're not watching. I rewatched the second half of the game with my husband who had to work. I rewatched the entire second half with the Nickelodeon broadcast because it was so fun. And here <laughs> Nate Burleson and, and these kids. And oh, it's a great time. Nate In the last Burleson two minutes, and- like everything happened in those last two minutes. It was yeah. just pure drama I, 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 and, and chaos, which if, uh, if you're a fan of this podcast, uh, this podcast is rooting for chaos. Chaos. Woo. Yeah. What about you, Curtis? Uh, what, what, tell me, give me some of your favorite moments of the weekend. Uh, I think, um, uh, what the bills did to the Patriots was a lot of fun. That was really um, fun. I here's my favorite thing. I, I definitely this here, uh, you know, the 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 shout of Freud and that I got to enjoy watching Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, whatever. Schadenfreude. Okay, we'll we'll move forward on that. The Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, the Schittenfreude, the shitty Freud, the shitty Freud that I watched. Uh, Every cowboy fan in those final minutes looking like they've just absolutely bit off a turd sandwich. <laughs> when, when, when Dak Prescott had to do that quarterback sneak with no timeouts left, everyone was just like, what, what? And then he didn't even think to like give the ref the ball, which... <laughs> It's just ah, uh, it's just so stupid. 
Everything about it was glorious. And look at this, look at this gal. Look at girlfriend right there. <laughs> and that's the part about it. Like it sucks being a fan. Like when you're when your team is doing that. And listen, I felt that plenty of times with the Seahawks. The Seahawks oh, God, are yeah. not great with time management and like the end of nope. halves. Um, and so that is expression. I, we were talking about this. We've had that expression probably like 11 out of 17 games this season as a Seahawks fan. So I, I understand what that feels like. I also just like as a fan on the outside looking in, that is one of my most favorite reactions, uh, at, you know, just watching sports. I love that. I, or, uh, the surrender Cobra, the surrender Cobra move. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody does. You know, or this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was great. I love sports. sports yeah, I love the excitement battle. around it. So that I, I really enjoy it. When we get to this time of year, I'm a total like, woo, you know, how fun, what's happening, you know, yay, who are we rooting for? <laughs> Millie, give me some of your favorite moments. Oh, it's tough because I got to say the end of that Cowboys game really was just... <laughs> bonkers and wonderful. <laughs> it was what a failure you? on every level from oh from what the from me? the coaching to the refs what kills perfect. me on that game though really is that afterwards like the audacity of Dak Prescott what is all their fault he knocked into me and you're like you're not allowed to take the ball until the ref has touched it. Yeah. And he's talking about how they practice this all the time. They know exactly what they're doing. And it's all the refs. And I'm like, when y'all were practicing this in drills, did nobody play the part of the ref? Did no one place the ball for you? Did is that well then you need to talk to your coaching staff? Like, come on. He got fined for his comments. 25,000 for his yeah. comments. Yeah, that's funny. but let's be real. My favorite moment, of course, um, had to come from the Bengals. Yeah, um, the absolute just joy with which they were playing, um, and 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 Jamar Chase just—he's so good, and he just keeps getting better. They I, have peaked at the exact yeah. perfect time. They did. I mean, they're he they're looking like the best team there. in football right now. He, yeah. he, he caught everything and it was like, he didn't, you also got that sense. Like he didn't care if he got the touchdown and he mm-hmm. didn't get it. And it didn't matter. He's not there to be that guy, at least not yet in his career. Mm-hmm. He just wants to win. He just wants to catch the ball. He wants, and he has that connection. You know, these guys went to school together and I just love that duo. It's fantastic. Uh, I think Burrow is a really easy guy to root for. Yeah. You know, like, like he just seems like a really fun, good, smart, young man. Yeah. 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 So has that youth about him, that sort of doughiness. And you're just like, oh, you're so young. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, even if uh, Cincinnati loses this weekend, they have to feel really good about their future. Um, uh, the Bengals are looking like a team that's going to dominate for, you know, at least another five years or so. Alana, what, give me some of your favorite moments. Uh, one of the things that I found out today uh, was that if you look at the end of the game in the uh, Niners um, Cowboys, uh, the refs gifted the Cowboys eight seconds by uh, running clock or uh, running back clock in moments where it shouldn't have been run. Uh, Mm. And so like they shouldn't even have had the time to run the play that they ran at the end of the game. And I just think that that's hilarious that, you know, (laughs) we got a bunch of fans who are like, fuck the refs, the refs fucked up. This is all the refs fault. And it's like, yeah, but if you actually go back and look at it, they they shouldn't even, even have had a chance to run that play. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny. Uh, the the Bills playing the first perfect game in of offensive football in the history of the NFL. Uh, I think that that against Bill Belichick, they went yeah. seven for they they scored a touchdown on every single drive that's until insane. they took a knee at the end of the game. Yeah, like that's never ever happened before. It's crazy. They didn't punt. They didn't try a field goal. They didn't commit a turnover. Yeah. Um, I am, I am really, and then the, the, I, I really enjoyed watching the Bengals game. Um, I thought this weekend was dud. 
otherwise. I thought the Bengals game was exciting. I thought the Cowboys Niners game was exciting, but only because both the teams played like shit um, and really badly. Uh, but like that, that Cardinals Rams game was just disgusting. Yeah, like it was I like, know. oh, what's happening here? Why? And I couldn't watch the Bills game because like it was just like, well, one team is good and the other is bad um, in this scenario. And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs, both the Chiefs, Steelers, and uh, Tampa. Eagles games were like, why do we have a seven seed in the playoffs? This is my that's, problem that's with the seven seed. Saying, it yeah. just so the yeah, exactly. the difference there is just too bad. So so of six games, we had two, we had one good game in the Bengals and Raiders that was so poorly refed that they said these guys are done for the rest of the playoffs. Then we had one game that was just like wild card football, which is fun, but it's not like good football. And then the rest was shit football. So, like, I'm really looking forward to this weekend, especially the AFC games. Uh, I agree. Uh, all four games look like they're going to be really good uh, this coming weekend. So why don't we get into our predictions? So uh, we have on Saturday, we have uh, Bengals Titans, and then we got the 49ers Packers. I'm actually into both of these games. Um, Bengals Titans. I think the Bengals are going to take this one. Um, and I think they're going to take it pretty easy. I think they've just peaked at the perfect time. Um, they're so confident. Uh, and I think they're going to take care of business 49ers and Packers. Um, hard one. It is a hard one. I, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Uh, I think that the 49ers have been the Packers kryptonite um, in, you know, lately, uh, at least, you know, the past decade. I think the 49ers defense is really, really good. And I think it's the kind of defense uh, that can pressure the quarterback. And that's the kind of defense that um, makes Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. And when Aaron Rodgers is uncomfortable, he's bad. He's a legitimately bad quarterback. His wings, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a bad quarterback when he gets uncomfortable uh, and then he gets in his head and and then he, you know, like bitches and moans and uh, cries on the sideline. Uh, and I can't wait to see it because I think that's what's going to happen. The only thing, the only thing about this is that I don't trust Jimmy G. <laughs> So I, yeah. I think that he's a wild card and uh, you know, if Jimmy G has a bad game, this, this can go the uh, you know, South pretty quickly. But if I'm the 49ers uh, I'm, I'm going to have Jimmy G throw like 15 times a game. I'm going to lean on my tough ass run game um, and just uh, play that. Um, but yeah, I think the 49ers are going to take this one. And then on Sunday, we have the Rams bucks. And then we have the bills chiefs. Both of these are going to be great games. I honestly have a hard time picking, uh, both of these. Uh, I mean, either of these games can go either way Rams bucks. Ah, uh, I, I can't, I, I hate it, but I, I can't count Brady out. Like Brady in the playoffs is a winner. Um, and I, I gotta pick, uh, the Buccaneers, um, and this might actually be Brady's last season. I mean, the man is old. No, that dude went now he's Dracula. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, back. he's also a vampire. So, yeah. you know, he's uh, to sell Boonshin's blood. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he then we got the, Bills the blood of Keith Richards. Yeah. Bills and Chiefs, to me, this is the game of the weekend. Uh, yes. these are two heavyweights. Uh, they're both playing really great football right now. I think the Bills have a slight edge in this game. Um, I, you know, Mahomes is really good, right? And he's always going to have some crazy plays, but Mahomes has looked kind of, uh, you know, like beatable this season. It's kind of like the blueprint might be out there on how you play this guy. Um, and I think the bills just have a nasty defense and I'll pick that nasty defense, uh, uh, anytime. So I'm going to give it to the bills. Uh, Curtis, give me some picks. Uh, Saturday games. I'm going to go. Um, I think the Titans are going to fend off the Bengals. Um, uh, they're getting Derek Henry back. They're getting Derek Henry back. Um, I think that the ground game and being at home is going to favor them. I'm going to just say throughout a score, uh, uh, 31, 27, 
uh, Titans over the Bengals. Um, I just can't see Jimmy Garoppolo going into Lambeau Field um, on playing arrested Packers team and Aaron Rodgers having the home field advantage and the 49ers pulling off that win. But I do think they're going to give it a good fight. Um, I don't think it's going to be a boat race for the Packers. I'm going to say Packers over the 49ers, 28-23. And I think Sunday is probably going to be like two really exciting games. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say that the Bucks are going to fend off the Rams, but it's going to be really tight. I'm going to say it's going to be um, like maybe like a 31-28 score. Um, and then I'm going to pick the bills to go into, um, Kansas city and upset the chiefs. I think, yeah. I think they're going to outscore them, uh, 35, 31. I think the bills are sort of that scary team. That, they're that scary that team could be, that could be, you know, like, I like the bills and I like the Bengals. And if, uh, if they, <laughs> you know, play each other for the right to go to the super bowl, that's going to be a really, really fun game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels to me like the Super Bowl, the real Super Bowl might actually be the one being played against the Bills and the Chiefs. That's just sort of the. the yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Millie, whatever. Give me some uh, predictions. Sure. So I think Bengals Titans, I have to say, I, I, uh, I'm going to go with my heart on this one and then pick the Bengals. Um, but. I know that it's a long shot. Uh, they do. They look great. They have the momentum. They have all the things that I that allow me to go with my heart. But the the Titans are a team that actually really needed that buy. They needed the rest. They get Derrick Henry back. Apparently, he's full contact in practice. He looks great. Um, and I think it's probably really going to hinge on if he can do what he was doing at the beginning of the season, if they can make those connections, mm -hmm. I am going to ride the idea that instead these guys are not going to be connected yet. They haven't played together in a while and they kind of fall apart and that the, the Bengals keep their confidence up and that they are the opposite in that they are so connected and so mm -hmm. on each other's wavelengths yeah. that they can overcome it and they can win in the end. So I'm going Bengals there. Um, for 49ers, Green Bay, I'm so torn on this. I went back and looked because I was curious who won the last meetup between them. And it was Green Bay, but it was a two point win. It was real close. Yeah. Um, but they're home. They're in Green Bay. Um, and I think that if anyone is drinking the blood of animals, to make something happen right now. It is probably Aaron Rodgers. Um, so it's gross, but I think Green Bay wins. I'm I'm so sorry, Marcy, because I really want to pick the 49ers. It's not gonna happen, but I, I, um, I understand your reasoning. But you know what? I will tell you before I came on tonight that uh, I sat down with the hubs and we looked at the DVOAs and all of that stuff that I'm not that good at. And uh the DVOA say 49ers win. So I will hmm. give you that, that there are a lot of statistics that say the 49ers can win this. Um, I just think they're in Green Bay. Uh, for the uh, the Rams Bucks, I'm super proud of myself for going all in on the Rams last week because boy, oh boy, did they prove it. You're the only one picked them last week. Yeah. Um, no, I am. No, I, uh, I picked, them. picked them. Oh, did yeah. you pick them. Do you pick the Rams yeah. too? Yeah. I did, okay. yeah, because I didn't believe in Kyler Murray, and I and I still don't. Kyler Murray is great for the first half of a season, and then he completely falls apart. Same with Cliff King Kingsbury. Once people adjust to him, he doesn't adjust his game plan. He just yeah, totally. does the same thing. It's like yeah, cool dude. So uh, I, I like so the Rams did everything they were supposed to do, but I don't think that they can beat Tom Brady. The Bucks should actually be stronger than they were last week. They get Leonard Fournette back. Um, so I'm going to go with the bucks there and bills chiefs. I got to go with the bills. Um, the numbers say chiefs, but I think we all feel it. Like 
they had did. that game. They got so close last year. I think, you know, whereas the, the Bengals may be in this position next year, right? Yeah. I think this year, the the Bills had that season last year and this, this year they're ready to, to go further and the Chiefs are at home, which makes them a little harder, but there's just a heart missing from that Chiefs. I see. I agree. I, there's, there's something missing on that team. They've got all the pieces. They've still got all the talent that they've had the past few seasons, but there's, there's a heart that's, there's an emotion that's missing. And the Bills just seem like a team of destiny right now. They really do. And I will say too, one of the things I noticed, and maybe it's just because he was my tight end for so long, but when they go to Kelsey and Kelsey's having a great game, they win when they don't get Kelsey going in the first half, they don't. Right. Um, and when they don't, when he doesn't have a very good game, they don't. Because, and, and this is the playoffs and it is always true to me in the playoffs. That's where tight ends become the most important. That's where you see crazy scoring out of tight ends, lots of tight end plays. And, you know, in these playoffs, it's always the tight ends and some random receiver who suddenly is like this yeah, brilliant yeah. Like out the, of nowhere. Like us, it would have been, it would have been Eskridge, right? <laughs> yeah. Who suddenly caught like three long balls for touchdowns out of nowhere. Um, and so I just, I think the Bills take it over a heartless Chiefs team. I agree. I think those are great picks. Alana, give me some predictions. Uh, so I think the Bengals beat the Titans. I don't think that uh, Henry comes back hundred percent and the Bengals got Hendrickson uh, who's kind of their best pass or one of their best pass rushers uh, back for this game. Um, I think that's going to make a difference. Uh, I think that the Bengals defense is stacked and ready to play this game. I think Tannehill makes a couple of big errors um, that result in them losing. Uh, I think that for the 49ers and Packers, I think it's a Packers blowout. I don't want that to happen, but the 49ers are, have a gimpy Garoppolo. They might be down Nick Bosa and they might be down Fred Warner. Fred Warner. And it's like, yeah. how, how are you going to, what are you going to do with Devonte Adams then? Like you're, you're not, I mean, I know that Devonte isn't Warner and Bosa aren't going to cover him, but if you don't get some pressure out of those players, Devonte Adams is going to have like <laughs> two ten and three Peters. So like, right. uh, and um, I fucking hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate the Packers with all of my soul, the lie that they have sold their patrons on that they own the team is just, (laughs) it's like one of the best marketing ploys ever. They sell stock in the fucking team as, and then you can own more, but what can you do with it? Nothing. It's meaningless. You are just funding the team. It is one of the biggest cons in professional sports and to green Bay Packers fans, are being conned regularly and they're like less yes please more give me more i hate the packers um and i hate their fan base so if you're a packers fan i'm sorry but i don't like your fandom uh and and fuck aaron Rodgers. but unfortunately i just think that they're gonna overpower the niners and i think it's a blowout um on sunday uh the first game is, I think the Rams are going to go into uh, Tampa Bay, and I think they're going to take them. Um, uh, I was almost going to pick the Rams in that one. I just, I feel when we're talking about Team of Destiny, the way that they played the Cardinals, uh, the way that Stafford looked, the way that they have stacked their team with, uh, um, what's his face from Denver? Von Miller. Von Thank Miller. you, Von Miller. And OBJ yeah. and just the various moves that they've made to made to go all in. I just think that it's meaningful. Um, and I think that uh, Tom Brady's going to miss some of his receiver weapons in this game um, in ways that he hasn't in the past couple games uh, for Bill's chiefs. I agree that that's going to be, that's probably the game of the playoffs. Um, uh, and I, 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 I think it's the bills. I don't think that Kansas City lacks heart. Um, I just think that the Bills have more of it. Did you see Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes. I mean, just like shirtless screaming for a team that didn't even play for this year. Like, I was all for it. So, um, yeah, I, I really want, like, I'm at the point right now where I hate all four teams in the NFC that are still remaining. I 
I'm sorry, Marcy, I don't like the Niners. Um, uh, and uh, what's that? We feast on your hate. We feast. It's on fair. Your hate. That's fair. Um, Richard Sherman. Um, but uh, I really do want to see both NFC West teams win because I actually hate the other two teams more. Um, so, like, and I don't care who goes as like. If the Packers go to the Super Bowl, there's a strong chance I won't watch it because I can't deal with that. Um, but if it's any of, like, I just, I'm going to be rooting for the AFC team, regardless of who it is. Because uh, I like all four of those teams better than all four of the teams in the NFC. Yeah, I will say, you know, I've been critical of Matt Stafford uh, and I still hold by that opinion, but he looked really good last week. Mm-hmm. He was very, very, very efficient. Yeah, um, he was very efficient. Uh, I think he had, uh, you know, his average uh, yards per play was like 14 or something. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. Uh, McVeigh dialed up some some nice stuff for him. Um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens uh, against the Bucks. Uh Yeah. Uh, I think my prediction. I think she, my prediction. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I was going to just, and this is literally nothing based on you guys talking, all of you talking. Okay. I'm going to say 49ers, obviously. Um, I think they will blow and Aaron, they'll make Aaron Rodgers cry. And I'm going to be so nice. I'm, I'm feeling Millie's love of the Bengals. So Bengals are manifesting. Um, I'm going to throw some uh, credence back to that $5 I got paid to be a Rams fan all those years ago and say the Rams. And then, uh, because you said the Bills played a perfect team and team of destiny and blah, blah, blah. Bills. So I'm saying Bills, Rams, Niners, Bengals. Awesome. I'd love to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl. I think that's a fun story. I would love to see Bills and Bengals AFC Championship. I think that 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 game would be be Cracker Jack. I agree. Yeah, that would be a really, really great game. All right, so Marcy, uh, uh, the way we close this podcast out is we like to dork out about some stuff, uh, whatever it is, whatever whatever you're dorking out on. Uh, for myself, I finished, uh, I binged on uh, the newest season of Cobra Kai. I am <laughs> unapologetically a fan of that TV show. It is a giant guilty pleasure of mine. I think it hits the tone perfectly. The this this last season, the fourth season is bonkers in all the best way. It's just telenovela. Um the uh, nostalgia, you know, karate, it's professional wrestling. It has no basis in reality at all and it's wonderful and all of the actors look like they're having the time of their damn life and it is so <laughs> much fun to watch what's so, the streaming uh, you know, what's the streaming service that's on? what's that what's the streaming that that's on? netflix Okay. And and it follows uh, Johnny Lawrence, you know, who was the who was the villain in the first one, um, a middle aged Johnny Lawrence who's uh, doesn't really have his shit together, and uh, and the journey that he goes on, and of course, you know, Danielson is uh, a co stars in it, and they they pick up their uh, rivalry and all the characters from all the movies, even the bad ones like Karate Kid 3 and stuff like that, they all come back and it's it's just great. Uh, so I had a lot of fun. Uh, Millie, what are you dorking out on? Um, I, I, uh, I just caught the, the first episode of Peacemaker oh. last night. And- uh, Opening credits. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't, I wasn't sure. I saw promos for it uh, earlier this year, and I was like, uh, I didn't see the um, Suicide Squad sequel movie, so I was like, I don't know. He was and the then best everybody was talking about these opening credits and said it was really funny and unexpected and all these things, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a whirl. Um, turns out you don't need to have seen that second Suicide Squad movie. They basically just fill you in on the plot right away at the beginning um and it just takes off like a rocket and it is so funny and it's just really nice to see like a dc based storyline that just embraces the absurdity and the humor um 
And, you know, you still get awesome fight scenes and it's John Cena, Cena. Cena. Um, mm-hmm. who I, I don't know a lot about his like personal world, but as far as what he can present on screen, um, it's just, it's so He's like, kind of an it's, interesting it's, guy. there's an innocence and a, and, mm-hmm. and a, and a belief that he has in this character that is so clear that he knows exactly who he wants this character to be. Yeah. And, you know, James Gunn, who, who did the, the, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, like it's, it's just fun. I, I'm not, there's a couple characters that I'm like, okay, but I can tell that that's the point is that they're supposed to be really questionable uh, morally. Uh, so I'm curious to see where that all heads, but I am definitely dorking out on it. I am so ready for episode two. Uh, the hubs and I are in, which means it'll be a slow go, but we're gonna, we're gonna watch it. <laughs> I love John Cena. Uh, I, I think uh, he's another actor who, uh, or a professional wrestler who is making the transition and acting, who's actually really good. So he spends have, like, a lot of time in his underwear in the yeah. first episode. Yes. Well, if oh, I yeah. had a body like John Cena, I would too. Right. He's great in the movie in the movie Blockers. I highly yes. recommend that. Love that movie. Love um, that. And the cool thing about John Cena is he is the number one grantor of Make a Wish uh, requests uh, um, ever. That's um, amazing. So I still like Dave Bautista more because he has lesbian moms, um, and he is a. <laughs> very outspoken supporter of the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. community uh, and has done so very loudly to a bunch of haters, but um, I like John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. What are you dorking out on Alana? Um, Amy Schneider. Oh, she's <laughs> like, amazing. She's from wonderful. Oakland. She's from Oakland. Yeah, I know. I know. I haven't watched tonight's episode. So, um, but like, we turned Svea onto it, uh, Ellen to jo- Jeopardy, and she watched one episode and she's like, meh. And then she watched the second episode and she was like, I like Jeopardy. And it's like, it is because of Amy Schneider. Um, I just think it's, uh, I mentioned, I posted this on Facebook. I j- just, it's so nice to have such an awesome dork as trans representation right now. And the fact that she's like challenging a lot of people's, just by existing, not by yeah. anything she's saying a lot of people's preconceptions of what uh, it means to be trans. Um, I, I really appreciate having her uh, out there for that. Um, and uh, it's been fun to watch her. Um, What's her streak at now? Uh, I think she's at 30, she's 35. Wow. If she wins tonight, oh no, maybe 36. She, I think she, if she finishes out the week, she ties Polsauer in terms of number of victories. Yeah. So, um, and then she just has Ken to go after. Well, what about um, that other awful guy who just had that streak last year? Did she beat him? Matt, she's ahead of him, yeah. I think um, Amodio, uh, I think he, she might be entirely ahead of him at oh, this great. point. Um, she, she, she's in third now. Oh, she's in third? Fantastic. Yeah, in terms, of, in terms of number of victories, um, and I think she's in third, or she's, she's ahead of Amodio in terms of money. I don't know why people hated him so much, but um it didn't he didn't bother me but uh i understand that people hated him um and then the other thing i'm geeking out on there's a game that i discovered um that is a great game for me to play with my kid it's called it takes two uh it's an ea uh video game and it's basically uh kids parents are going to get divorced uh and she's crying about it and her tears activate these dolls that she has made that are representations of her parents and then their parents souls infiltrate the body of the dolls. And then you control the dolls running through this, uh, like, like through the pantry or through the, you're like having to deal with a vacuum cleaner and stuff like that. Um, and it's, it is a required two person game. You cannot play it solo. You need someone else to control the other uh, remote. Um, and it's really teaching Svea how to use the remote in a way that it is um, how it's supposed to be used. So, <laughs> I have, as opposed to as opposed to doing other things with it. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Marcy, what are you dorking out on? 
Okay, well, I can't believe you guys don't talk about the other professional sport that is playing right now, which is The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> during, during, during COVID. Wait, are they paid? Are they all paid to be there? No, no, it's a. Uh, okay. They're not. They are paid. However, if you get all the gram followers, right? So basically, there's this podcast I got super into called Game of Roses. And they uh, they just the guy Bachelor Clues and his partner Pace Case just wrote a book called How to Win the Bachelor. They watched all the seasons and they basically call the shows like a game. They're like, it's a game. It's a sport. It's a sport, everyone. And I think Bachelor Clues is now coaching players who are on the current season of The Bachelor. And there's a lot of links to the NFL. They're always calling out like the current, the new host is from the NFL, Jesse Palmer. The current Bachelor is a former NFL player, another former Bachelor with an NFL, like there's always NFL stuff in it. But what is really fun about it is the subversiveness of it. Right. So I got into this whole alt Bachelor podcast world, which is calling out the racism, you know, uh, transphobia, gay phobia, all of, you know, the, all of that shit that the, the, the uh, franchise um, supports. And so there's all these people though, who are calling out all of the bullshit. And then, so Bachelor Clues has managed to piss off the Bachelor producers a lot now because he is actively coaching people who have gotten themselves on as contestants. Cause he's like, it's a game. And he, I mean, you watch it. He's like, okay, well, she made a blocked play for a steal that didn't happen. So then you have to go around form a dynamic duo, and they do a rose quotient where if you get a rose on a like one on one date, that's a zero point rose. That's really good. And the and they, and then oh, did they do a PTC personal tragedy card? Personal tragedy card. Oh, she played that personal tragedy card perfectly. Because they go on and they get Instagram followers, right? And you make a living. So no one's going on this for love nobody maybe one person out of 40 right and they're all oh, no no i'm here for love but you know they really want to make a run and so uh it's turned into this to the point where now the bachelor uh or uh abc has gotten all of its podcasts to turn on this game this podcast <laughs> and say yeah like turn on them because it's just pissing them off so much because now people are infiltrating the actual you know who are getting coached like no no you want to do this make sure you tell your story where, where this don't sit with that person okay if someone's crying and melting down get away from them don't have that drum on you don't tattle you know and and um it's it's so it's been a weird little niche to fall into i mean the one thing that's that's hard is that i wanted to watch kind of hate watching it with my daughter as a bonding thing and now she will not watch with me because i'm like MVP! That was the play of the game! Play of the game right there! <laughs> when she blocked her, and then she went in and she told her story about her dead kitten. Oh, you know, genius. And she did the kiss. And uh, How so long until we get uh, a fantasy Bachelor League? Oh, there already are. There are there plenty of them. Yeah. Oh, Huge. Really, you need Actually, to on it. I did a fantasy So You Think You Can Dance League a long time ago. Yeah. And um, the, it said that the uh, prize was an Apple Air, um, AirPod or whatever, like yeah, um, uh, a laptop. And I fucking yeah. won yeah. nationwide. Nice. And then they were like, oh, no, no, no. That was for American Idol. So they didn't give uh, me they didn't uh, give me the laptop. But I was like, I will win. I won that. The So You Think You Can Dance League all the time. Uh. Yeah. The, yes. And so they have a big, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, of things going on now. So game of roses is a very fun podcast. I highly recommend checking out if you're interested in another sports podcast, cause they really like, Oh, now for analysis of tonight's play in the game. I mean, they really go in on, on it, the that, uh, four audiences. Fantastic. And I just started a, uh, the, the sex lives of college girls. Uh, oh, it's show. great. I loved it. It's very fun. Now I have a senior in high school who's applying to colleges, including the one where they filmed the show. <laughs> and I'm watching and I, I started watching and I'm like, oh, Penelope, we should watch this together. And then I started watching it on my own. And I'm like, no, no, honey. You know what? I'm you watch this without me. This is a non mom <laughs> show. This is, <laughs> this, is a, this is a very entertaining for me. But at the same time, kind of like, Okay. 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 I'm. I'm. I. I don't. Okay. 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 I've raised my very independent 
daughter. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no. I'm entertained, but am I? Am I? Ah, oh, I'm the mom. And uh, oh, and I just one thing. I I started this awesome sci-fi series by Becky Chambers called like uh, Spaceborn. Do you know that, Alana? Um, I haven't read Spaceborn, but I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get my hands on. It that's is, the monk and the um no that's the next one her first okay. one is um a long way to a small angry planet that, or, okay I, I didn't realize that was spaceborn I, I had a different name for it that is yeah. one of the best books i've ever read oh. it's so good yeah it's really good it's really compelling and funny and stuff so yeah i get out on a lot but those are my my things but i encourage you to check out the other major sport in america today yeah so. that sounds great uh i you know i love a good sports podcast so <laughs> Curtis, you should write about it on 12life.com. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll call that a podcast. Uh, mm. Hey, if you're listening and you like the podcast, follow us wherever you're getting this podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever. We're also on YouTube. You can, you can look at the, the live recorded uh, version of it. Uh, check out Curtis's blog, 12life.com. He writes a lot about the Seahawks there and maybe about The Bachelor. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Russell Wilson will be on The Bachelor. Well, I tried to get a young guy I work with. I was like for an hour. He's 25. He's leaving the company. I'm like, Tanner, you're single. I see you eyeing these waitresses up. You're good looking. You're an engineer. I will coach you. You <laughs> let me help you do your application i will coach you i will coach you to a new career as an instagram and he's like i don't want to do that i'm like well that's no fun you found your you found your new uh you found your new i want more my name is daniel for alana curtis millie marcy the rest of the 12 saying goodbye and go hawks go hawks go, hawks. go 49ers oh. <laughs>